Well, hello there. I hope you all are having an amazing week. And the reason why I'm recording this intro is because I want to let you all know that our new release day is moving to Tuesdays. So come next week, when you don't see an episode on Monday, don't be alarmed, it will be coming the next day. So just want to let you know that. I hope you really enjoy this week's episode. I may be biased, but I think it's pretty amazing. So I think you're really in for a treat. I hope you enjoy it and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. We're here. We are here. We're back as always. Thank you for joining us this week. And before we get started, we want to give a little listener love with our listener spotlight. And this is from LPS12. Do yourself a favor and subscribe. I don't subscribe to many podcasts, but this is a must listen. Thank you so much. And what are you waiting for? Subscribe, leave us a five star. We love that you tune in every week and we love bringing this content to you, but we want to know that you love it. So you know what I did the other day is I actually went through my favorite podcast and I gave them five stars and wrote reviews because I realized I'm sitting here asking all these people to give us five stars and reviews and I haven't done, I do it sometimes like when I remember. So for those of you who have taken the time to give us five stars and leave a review, we so appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, if you can get the time to do that, it helps us out, helps us be seen by more people. And we just, we really want to get our message out to everybody that we possibly can. Yeah. And if you have not done it yet, go over to our website, tagus.com slash kick more ass, and you can get five things you can do right now to start getting your shit together and get our freebie. We're going to be starting a newsletter coming up soon, and we're going to have all kinds of goodies and mm -hmm. um, freebies in that too. So go For ahead sure. and tagus.com forward slash kick more ass. Go get that. And one thing I want to make note of is when you leave us a review, if you want, we would love to just know maybe who you are because I love that LPS 12 sent us this, yeah. but I don't know who you are. <laughs> and it'd be awesome to know if you're in our VIP group and just connect there too, just to, and you don't have to, it can be anonymous. It can just be your iTunes name, but I it, like the it names. It is nice to know who you are. Yes. Since we do have another connection with you in the Facebook group. And if you're not on our Facebook group yet, if you're new to the show, go ahead and head over to Facebook if you like to be on Facebook. Art of Getting Your Shit Together VIP Tribe. And you can come over and join us there and uh, ask to be let in and we'll let you in. Mm -hmm. So Perfect. So mm -hmm. this week's topic came in from a request from one of the listeners. We're talking about getting over what people think of us, really worrying about what other people's thoughts are about what we do, what we say in, in our interactions. And this can be really, I want to say damaging to, to our personal growth. And it can really just leave us in a place of negative emotion, comparison, worry, fear, where we're, where we're literally stuck. And we want to make sure we go into this in a serious tone, but also lighthearted because we can't get down on ourselves too much about it because even if you hear someone say, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. Mm. That's a lie. Oh. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone to some extent cares about what other people think of them. If you didn't, you're a sociopath. You wouldn't have, you don't have feelings. Yeah, you don't have feelings. <laughs> We're herd animals. Humans by nature and like in our genetic code, we just, we want to be a part of the overall crowd because that means we survive. And mm -hmm. if we for some reason piss off our tribe or we 
do something that makes them think less of us, we're on the outside of the tribe now. And that's, so it's innately in your DNA. So don't feel bad about it. Don't, don't sit there and be like, oh, I wish I could be one of those people who doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks about me. You don't want to be that person. Just like you don't want to not ever feel negative emotion because that also means you're a sociopath. Mm -hmm. You want to be human. We're all human. It's okay. It's when we get to the point where it's an, an unhealthy obsession or it stops what, us what we want to be doing in the world. Like if you want to put yourself out there and you don't because you're too worried about what other people think about you, you're not going to ever take a risk or do anything that's going to make you progress in life. Exactly. To get what you want, a lot of times we have to put ourselves out there. We have to be assertive in certain ways and we may worry that it comes off too bitchy or or it's going to come across the way that we didn't want to. But you know what? If it comes from an authentic place, that's mm-hmm. okay. People's perceptions could vary. You could say, we, you've heard it before, you can say the same thing to 10 different people and those 10 people can have 10 different views about what you said. Yeah. And that's fine. But when you start to worry about what people think, then you start to change your behaviors and then you become inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And that can be really... And, and this might sound like a, a strange word to associate all this with, but manipulative. It's very manipulative. People who are people pleasers are liars. If you are going out of your way to please somebody and it's not an, in an authentic way or something that's true to you and who you really are, you're just doing something so that somebody likes you more or they think a certain way about you, you're manipulating them. And, and they're not getting to know who you truly are. And then you start the relationship out on the wrong foot when are you ever going to break through that? You're always just going to be this person that you're not in that friendship or that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to the other person. And it certainly is not good for you. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's something that we don't really think about. We don't think about the fact that when we are people pleasing, that we are really being manipulative and we're lying about ourselves. It's not something that I ever thought about. And I used to hardcore people please. I used to be the people pleasing person of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've caught myself trying to please certain individuals because I wanted to be that person to them. But what ended up happening was it, that was exhausting, which what I was doing, I didn't have to go out of my way to be this, you know, person who was always there for them and, and, you know, trying to always give them exactly what they wanted before they even asked for it. Right. That was exhausting. And I still want to show up as my best, but when you're constantly thinking about what am I doing? How am I showing up? How is this being viewed? And how can I continue to move? You're trying to always think ahead of the game, but it's just, it's not really you. So you're always planning. You're always overanalyzing. You're in your own head so much about it. You cannot live that way. And it can, like I said, it could really stop you in your tracks and get you stuck where the fear from it can be so devastating for you where you're not even able to get out there. Mm-hmm. You're, well, you're losing opportunities and connections by exactly. not being authentic where it's a shame because you could be making huge strides and or just understanding that, you know what, this this doesn't serve me. This wasn't yeah. what I thought it was. And then you don't have to put any more energy into it because yeah. you realize that this doesn't serve me in the way that I thought it was or this wasn't as great as I thought it would be. And I don't have to go out of my way to please these people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you hit it on the head just now when you mentioned fear because really what it is about what people pleasing and manipulating other people into liking us is about the underlying fear that we're just not going to be accepted and that 
who we really are isn't worthy of being accepted to a certain degree. And um, a lo- another thing is, is, and I think I've experienced this even recently, not necessarily people pleasing, but when you take a risk or you step out of your comfort zone and you're putting yourself out there in a new way, you and I have discussed on multiple occasions how we don't really like social media. I don't really like Instagram. We do the Instagram thing on our own business side. She, Lindsay does and I do. Um, and it's because it's kind of one of those necessary, in my opinion, evils. I love to be on Instagram and I really love consuming everybody's stuff, but I don't like to be the one putting myself out there because it's out of my comfort zone. And there's a certain fear of judgment and, and, you know, I'm typing my captions and I'm like, oh God, does that sound stupid? Are people going to think, what are people going to think of this? You know, and it comes from that part of it too. And so that is really where you can, you could have to be careful because when I'll do that, I'll be like, you know what, what I end up coming to the conclusion of this is who I truly am. And if there is somebody who, if I put this out there and if there's somebody that doesn't like it, they can scroll past it. They don't have to, you know, you, you can be the juiciest peach on the tree and there's going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches so that's where the healthy the healthy versus the unhealthy comes in where you're like okay it's okay if they don't like this whatever but if you're like okay I got to change my words 550 times so that whoever reads this is going to really like who I am Mm -hmm. or on the flip side of that is you don't put anything out because you're too worried about coming off in a certain way that people are just not going to like you. So it's a, it's a really, when you peel back all the layers of the onion, it's fear that holds us back. And it's fear that causes us to people please and perfectionism. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a shame thing that goes with that, which that's a whole different thing we'll have to go into on a different podcast because we don't have enough time for that today. But that's really what it is, is yeah. we're worried about not being accepted by our, our tribe, our people. And I think it's more of a... It could be even harder now, maybe not because especially younger people, they're used to this exposure in social media, but now like for Jenna and I and people our age, we're in our thirties, <laughs> we're old ladies. <laughs> it's different now because it's not just your circle of friends or your classroom or your neighborhood. This is feedback on a global level, literally, especially if you're putting your stuff out there on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's so much different exposure. And when you're worried about what people are going to say about you, again, people are entitled to have their opinions and say what they want. But I just, I just want to put something into perspective too. When, when you come from a place of wanting to actually give and help and be authentic, those handful of people that want to be naysayers and be critics of you in a nasty way, think about how freaking awful their life is. Yeah. Okay. Because you're doing something good and the people who you want to serve will receive your information in the way that you intended it to be. The people who have the time to still consume your information and take the time to read it and then leave you a comment that's nasty, you're still freaking winning, man. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know anyone who is putting good information out there or serving in a way that has the fucking time to go and leave hate messages on people's social media. I just don't see it. And I would never do that. I just don't. Exactly. Or the audacity to do something like that. I have no, I have no reason to. And Mm -hmm. shame on me for even thinking if I, if I did to even think that, that that I did. That's, Mm -hmm. that's insane. Exactly. And I want to, if I can, because that brings a perfect segue into this, I have, two quotes on my wall they're gigantic I think they're like 
freaking 40 inches by 20 inches. They're gigantic. And one of them is the man in the arena quote, which some of you probably have heard this. And especially if you have read anything from Brene Brown, she uses this Theodore Roosevelt quote, and it's been called over the years, the man in the arena. And it's the perfect quote. And it's the perfect way to frame this whole thing about worrying about what other people think about about you. And what Lindsay is saying about the people who are going to fucking comment on your shit and take the time to be negative and, and spew all that all over you, those are going to be your critics. And so the quote goes like this. It is not the critic who counts. It is not the man who points out how the strong one stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the one who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, but comes up short again and again who in the end may know the triumph of high achievement, but when he fails, he does so daring greatly. And it gave me goosebumps because I, I love this quote and I, I have it on my wall for a reason because it's a gentle reminder when I see that every day I'm in this office that there are going to be people who are going to be sitting in the stands. You're going to be in the arena. And if you are in the arena, you are out there putting your ass on the line to do something whether it's something good, creating a product, selling something, creating a business, or even just helping others in some way. And you're putting your ass out there Mm -hmm. and you're exposed. It's a very vulnerable place to be. And then you've got these people in the stands who aren't doing shit. Some of them might be, and the ones who are, aren't going to pick you apart. But the ones who are sitting in the stands and they're picking your ass apart and they're criticizing what you're doing, you're the one who's in the arena daring greatly. So the man who points out where the strong one stumbles, he's not the one that we're paying attention to here. The credit belongs to the one who's actually in the arena. And I love how Brene always says, I get criticism all the time, and this is coming from her. She's like, I get criticism all the time for for my weight, for how I look. I'm on the stage, I'm doing speaking engagements. People will tear me apart for all the things. And my rule is, if you're not in the arena, also getting your ass kicked... I do not care what you have to say about me. And I love that. And that's one of the reasons that I have this quote on my wall is because if you are not in the arena getting your ass kicked, I really don't give a shit what you have to say. And I mean, yes, to a degree, we all care. Mm -hmm. Back to the whole thing, we care. But I'm going to take constructive criticism. So if somebody is coming to me and they have something to say and it's not exactly like they're not raving about what I just did, if they're in the arena getting their ass, like for example, if Lindsay, I know she's she's doing things and she's all she's putting herself out there just like I am, versus somebody who comments on my social media that they don't like my hair, or I'm whatever they would want to pick me apart for. I'm gonna put more weight and stock into what Lindsay has to say about a certain thing, a criticism, a then constructive who just feedback. Trolls all day and just exactly. wants to nitpick because she's also getting her ass kicked out in the room. So, so the thing I guess what I'm saying is you have to really, you have to understand who your people are that you really do care what they think about you, and then the the people who are just out there saying shit just to say shit. It's the attitude about how you take that on. You don't have to take it on. Yeah. And it's normal for it to affect you to a certain degree because hateful words, they do hurt. But Mm -hmm. it's how we respond to those. Again, we can't control what anyone else does, but we can control how we respond. So it's really up to us on how we overcome those critics and how we either 
if you choose to respond, to ignore, to hold it in or choose to release it. Mm-hmm. And we can really show up. We are all leaders in our own life. We, whether you're a leader at workplace, at home, work, I just say we're a leader in our life, right? We get to choose how we show up and we should show up as a leader would. We get to choose to respond in a way that serves us and be objective about what is actually happening. This is someone just saying words to me. This person has no relevance on what I'm doing. They actually have no idea what I'm doing. They are just, they have their own perceptions and thoughts and they're entitled to that. And I and I say, I say this to my clients and I, and I used to tell this to my employees, like that's on them. Everyone can say things, but sometimes a lot of those comments or a lot of those questions that we get sick of hearing it could could be part of our shit sandwich. It's just true. It's just the exposure that we have or like me for example I had a unique job of being mortician. I still do that part-time and people ask me, "Oh my gosh, you know, does that scare you?" You know, I get the same like five questions all the time and yes, they get annoying to answer, but I'm not like you know, I'm thinking sometimes in my head, be original, really like, oh, people are just dying to see you, Lindsay. Oh yeah. So funny. I've never heard that one before. So that's some things that are going on in my head, honestly, but I'm not like, really? I'm like, oh yeah, funny. You know, I'm just, it's just let it roll. I just let it roll. I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. The drama that's created by either things that you don't want to do or what people are saying that could be hurtful. It's drama that you're creating. It's really your thoughts and what you're making that mean when words don't have any relevance to your life, other people's words. What has relevance to your life is the story you're telling yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. And I think just to expand a little bit on what you just said, the the thing is, is the more that you put yourself out there. So if this is somebody who's deciding to go out and onto a venture and they they start small and as you grow in scale and as you get more exposure and you have more eyes on you, more people, exponentially it just grows more and more. There's going to be more people who are going to come at you and have just shit to say. And so we don't ever want to be like, I don't give a crap about what anybody thinks about me. That's just not true. That's not the goal. The goal is to just not give a crap about what the people that you don't know on the internet and the people who don't have, I think Brene says that it's like a, it's like a square, the people on your square post-it note that are the people who you confide in, who you can be vulnerable with and who have your back. Those are the people that we care about what they think. Mm -hmm. And it's not to a degree that we wouldn't still take a risk, even if they disagree. It's. I want to, con- I, I care, I value your feedback. I value, like if, if I'm just showing up in a way and I'm being a shitty person and you come to tell me that as a trusted friend and, and somebody that I love and I say, fuck you, I don't care what people think about me. Like that's just, mm-hmm. I always talk about personal brand. That's not going to reflect on your personal brand well either. So we still need to care to a certain degree, especially about the people who are closest to us. And I know some people worry about what their family and some some of these people who are supposed to be very close to them and trusted, they love them very much, but it's kind of that weird situation where it's like, I worry about what my mother-in-law or my mom thinks and those kinds of things. That gets a little trickier. And it's just something that I think what Lindsay is saying, you, you the thought about ta- how you're taking that on is really where we would want to go with that because that's mm-hmm. something that you can't get away from. You can't, you can shut off the comments about strangers on the internet. But when it's coming from the people who are the closest to you, that's where what Lindsay is saying is going to be really useful. 
and examining your thoughts and how the story you're telling yourself about what that means. Mm-hmm. Especially, I know I can I can just see it now. People in the Facebook group wanting to know how they deal with it when it comes from people they love. Yeah. I'll use myself as an example with that. Like I've had, you know, people who I'm close with, whether it's my dear friends or my family where they say things and I'm like, oh, kind of taken aback by the things that they're saying. It it may have come off more abrupt or a little more harsh than maybe they intended. I don't know. I didn't ask, but I just, I've gotten better at just acknowledging it Mm -hmm. because everyone just wants to be acknowledged and validated you know, interesting. Okay. You know, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) But in my mind, the way I, the way I overcome that, because there are some things and I used to get caught, you know, I, I I would be triggered by some things certain people would say, and it would kind of be that the mouse wheel in my mind where I'm just thinking of, I'm like, son of a bitch, you know, I can't believe they would say that. Mm -hmm. This is what I say. And I'm not say this works for everybody, but when someone says something that you know, I'm caught off guard by, in my mind, I, I acknowledge and validate them. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I never thought about it that way. Thank you for your perspective. But in my mind, I'm just like, curious they would say that. I've even said that out loud. I'm like, curious you would think that. Interesting. I've never thought about it that way. But in my mind, I'm like, curious they would think that. And I just keep saying that. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, curious you'd even say that out loud. Jeez, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's not as nice, but And their intention may not have been that. So I always acknowledge and validate what they said. Makes sense that you would think that based on blah, 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 and and move on. And I've gotten good at taking it to heart, but I'm telling you that has come with lots of practice. And I like that you just said that their intention may not have been your interpretation. Yes. Because that's another thing I think we can do sometimes is especially if we're worried about what the, if this is a person who can trigger us and we might be worried about what they think of us, we can kind of jump to conclusions. Yes. <laughs> and be like, oh, she just thinks this, this, and this of me and all, all the negative self-talk that can come with that. And instead of jumping there mm-hmm. is you say, okay, curious that you would say that and think about this is what I heard, but is that what they intended? Mm-hmm. So taking that, that criticism from the people who either you really like, maybe you don't like them, or it's somebody who's in your face and not on the internet, that's a really good tip. It's just to be, approach it with curiosity. That's the thing. Curiosity and just acknowledging it in that way can really, one, it's going to deflate the whole it is. Scent. It's going to deflate the thing. So even if their even if their intention wasn't to cut you down or give you that little jab just to be spicy, mm-hmm. it, it may not have been that. But it really deflates the whole situation. And if you have the opportunity to clarify or you feel comfortable doing that, do that. For example, I get triggered when people say, "I'll say my mom." <laughs> I'm just going to say I am triggered when my mom tells me, and she knows this you're just so lucky. Mm. And I'm like, am I? (laughs) But I feel like I work really fucking hard. (laughs) So I'm like, well, thank you. I do feel lucky in many ways, but I also feel like I work really hard and Kyle and I both work hard to create this life that we've created for ourselves. But thank you. I have, I'm, I have a really wonderful life. Thanks. So it triggers me to the point where I'm like, I'm not just lucky. None of this just fell into my lap. Guess I've been fortunate in many ways in my life, but I feel like I've taken advantage of them in a positive way and not in a detrimental way. So that's a trigger for me. And that's how I handle that situation. Mm -hmm. 
And there's an underlying, that's, this is what she thinks about you. This is her perception of you is you're just so lucky. And that's fine. And that is fine. And that's her perception. And I know I've said this before in past episodes, but it's none of your business what people think about you. You know, is if you're if you're continually worried about how other people are perceiving you, you you will fall into trying to like you could easily manipulate your mom into thinking something else if yeah. you wanted to, but you would never do that. You know, we don't want to fall into being manipulative because half the time, if it's somebody who we're trying to please and they're just being difficult or they're disgruntled or whatever, if they're assholes, like why are you trying to please an asshole? Just yeah, ew. Who cares about what they think? Who cares about what those people think to to a very large degree? Because those people are probably insecure with themselves. Let it go. They're not doing anything worth giving a damn. And you're just, you know, and this goes to for strangers on the internet. So it can go from people who are very close to you, like your friends. I know if you start to branch out and do things in your life, take risks, start a business, grow personally, you change who you are. It reflects on them like well what am I doing you know it starts to make them think and feel not feel small but their perception is that you're shining a light on them and it's all subconscious they don't realize that that's why but you're shining a light on them and saying you know hey I'm growing and you're staying there you're staying the same (laughs) and that's that's a subconscious thought of course nobody ever thinks that but the way that they approach you if it's negative that's why and it's because it makes them feel better about themselves because they're insecure. And hurting people hurt people. And like Lindsay said earlier, those people are probably miserable in their life. And so take that with a grain of salt. If they're not on your little sticky note of the 10 people that are close to you that you care to hear their criticism, and I'm not even going to say that you care about what they think of you because the ultimate goal is for us to get to a place where they can think whatever they want about us and we decide to just do us anyway. Like you do you, you do you anyway. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you're not, you are acting with your personal brand, with your integrity and your value system in a way that's contributing good into the world, then you have nothing to worry about and you do you. Yep. So that's the place where we get. We can either sit here and be worrying about what people think about us to a degree where we start to people please and we be manipulative so that people like us mm-hmm. or... We keep showing up as who we are authentically and they can think what they want. And yes, to a degree, you're probably still going to care, but you're not going to let that affect what you're doing. You're not going to let it keep you stuck and not take a risk or put yourself out there Yeah. or take, try the new job or grow personally or talk about that new personal development book you're reading. I'll do a little share here. Jake doesn't like think about personal development like I do. I'm very much, I like to try all kinds of things. I'm very open-minded. I love crystals. I've just recently started meditating and I read all kinds of books. I, I, I don't know. I need. I probably need to chill out on the podcast because I feel like every time I listen to a mm-hmm. podcast, I got like books coming to me from Amazon. <laughs> it's a problem. I'm like, I have a book problem. But we're not equal in that sense. And so I can sit there and worry about him thinking like, I'm a weirdo. I'm this, I'm that. And luckily he doesn't. He Maybe he does. He doesn't say it out loud. So I love <laughs> you, honey. Thank you for not do, um, voicing that to me out loud. But even if he did, that's okay. He can have those thoughts. Yeah. I love him dearly anyway. It doesn't matter. And that's coming from the person that I live with every single day and see every day. And they have to live with me as a person who's a growing individual and never wanting to stay the same. So that is 
that is really how you approach it. Like yeah. they might think weird things. Or the, <laughs> I know I'm like, <laughs> Lindsay and I have gone shopping at the crystal shop and I'm like, I'm going to come home with a whole bag of crystals and my husband's going to be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> and why are you doing this? Kyle just looks at me and just nods. He's like, okay. Yeah. He's thinking all kinds of things. I know. He's like, whatever works, it could, could be heroin. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So I'm like, yeah, thanks for that perspective. But that's like the healthy place that you want to be is you could worry. I could spend my time like and not do it, not do the mm-hmm. things that I love because I'm worried about what my husband is going to think about me. But I don't. And, yeah. and that's you get when you get to a place with your relationships where you can be open and honest with each other. And you can say what, like Lindsay said, curious, you would say that are interesting perspective. And then you can continue to do you anyway. So long as you're not, like I said, being an asshole, we're fine. Yeah. And that's really what we want to challenge you with this episode to get to a place where you can be secure enough with yourself and know yourself well enough to where you're okay with that. Yep. First, thank you. Very insightful. And I love that you just mentioned being okay with yourself to move forward because I feel like we can't talk about what people think without talking about comparison just for a moment. And especially with social media, especially with what we're talking about, putting yourself out there, we tend to compare ourselves. It's just an innate behavior. And I will never tell you to stop comparing yourself because that's just what we do. Um, But I will ask you to ask yourself why you're comparing yourself and then to debunk that by understanding this isn't what it seems. Okay, so what I mean by this is when you look on social media or you see somebody walking through your favorite store or, you know, you're at a party and you see someone and they're glammed up or they have nice things or you're on social media and you see people traveling, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Just like when you go to a cocktail party is the same highlight that you see on social media. This is probably one of their best versions of themselves. So when you see someone who looks like they have a wonderful marriage and all these beautiful things and this nice home, you don't know what's going on between those walls, right? Of that beautiful home. When you see someone traveling all the time and going on vacation, look at this glamorous life they leave traveling, like must be nice. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Must be nice. I watched the fire festival. Yeah. Shit show documentary yeah. on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's highly entertaining. Mind blowing. But one of the guys that was helping with this, he says, I was going through the, one of the darkest times of my life, but all anyone saw on social media was me traveling to the Bahamas and partying. I remember that part. And I was like, that's it. This is the comparison. People are suffering and you don't know what these other people's stories are. So don't, we say don't, don't be quick to judge in a negative way, but don't be quick to judge just to think that everything's, you know, cupcakes and rainbows because... It may not be, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know. This chronic comparison when, we, when we're just comparing ourselves all the time on social media because it's in our face all the time, it's in our hands all of the time, mm-hmm. chronic comparison is, is a losing game, okay? So it's going to happen, but it's just like what we were talking about. Debunk that thought and understand this isn't real life. Mm-mm. It's not. If you're on the Facebook group, You'll see me, and I look like a shit show some days when I post my videos. My hair is all crazy. I'm getting dinner ready. And then on my Instagram feed, my hair is always done. It's curled nice. Like, I look nice. Yeah. But most of the time, my hair's in a bun. I'm looking all sorts of disheveled, right? So <laughs> so let's talk about one more thing before we, we wrap up here. Comparison versus imitation. People say imitation is the biggest form of flattery. Yes. And... 
in any kind of business marketing or anything, a lot of the, a lot of the people will say, if you want something that someone did, do what they did, follow their steps. Because if, if someone was successful at doing something, they're doing something right. You should do that. So imitation sounds like I want what they have and I'm going to do everything that they do so I can be successful. In other words, I'm going to bust my ass just like they did to get there. Versus comparison sounding like, oh, look at them. I can never do that. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough time or energy to do that. Mm, must be nice. Mm-hmm. How shitty. Yeah. So comparison is a losing game. And it oh, plays into how what other people think about you. Exactly. Because now you're thinking, well, must be nice to be them. They have all these things. Of course, they're going to have all these followers. Of course, they're going to have this successful business. Of course, they would look at them. Right. That's not it. That's not it. And I've met people who I feel like are above my class, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my weight class when it comes to business or whatever it is. And um, it can be intimidating just in general. And then when you start to think and compare yourself like, well, they're so much further along than I am and who am I? And then there's some negative self-talk and then you're worried about like how they're perceiving you. And so then you start to manipulate and please and do all the things to make. And and we can do that if we're getting caught up in comparison, we can really start to try to make our highlight reel be extra shiny because we want to manipulate people to perceive us in a certain way. That's just completely inauthentic. And if I can, just from a marketing perspective and from what I do on the daily, I always try to get on my social feed, even my business feed. You'll see stuff with my dogs. You'll see funny. I think I posted that video of Finley when she tore up like five rolls (laughs) of toilet toilet paper paper. because I'm like, this is real life, guys. This isn't just like rainbows, unicorns, and butterflies flying out of my butt all the time. (laughs) There's the real deal. And I think if you if you're a business owner, if you're doing anything and you're worried about authenticity, like Lindsay said, you know, usually when we're showing up on our feeds on social media, especially, or an event where we're talking to people, we're all glammed up and we're doing, we're pursuing, it's like dating. You're not going to go to your first date with a guy or a girl and wear your sweatpants and not brush your teeth. <laughs> you want a good first impression. <laughs> first impressions last forever. Exactly. You were you on your A game. And that's where we are on our social feeds. And when we're going to these networking events and we're, you know, social gatherings, whatever it is. So it doesn't, it's not just social media. And then uh, if we can make sure that we're still being authentic and showing up as who we really are, the behind the scenes peaks, like Lindsay said in the Facebook group, that's really where the money is. And then mm-hmm. people will say, oh, okay. That's what I love yeah. the people who are, especially Instagram, where they show the behind the scenes and who they, like what they really are up to. Like I think Marie Forleo did one where she wasn't all glam. I mean, she's got like, that girl has so much hair that if she just cut half of it off and put it on my head, she'd still have so much hair. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so, and I'll do that. I'm like, oh, I love her hair. I want to be her. Um, but she's done where she's, you know, not all glammed up and yeah. she's her real self. And I'm like, I love her more for that. Because I can see where she is when she's all glammed up, but I see also the real person, the real too. side. Mm-hmm. We, it makes you more relatable. It's you human. Know? Yeah, I love that. I love that you just said it. It is human, and, and we want to humanize each other. And that's really, I think, if there's one takeaway. I know sometimes we'll do these really bulleted takeaways for you guys, but we're in personal development, and we we are trying to become the best version of ourselves. We are always still human. You are going to fall down. You are going to have 
fear creep into your life. You're going to have the the debilitating worry sometimes that comes with worrying about what people think of you. But what we really where we really want to get to is yes, we're we're still all human. This is going to happen. The healthy balance we want to find is to still be authentic to ourselves in any situation, no matter what. Even if we're falling down, even if we are in a very dark place, we still want to be authentic to us and show up in a way that's true. You will never regret being authentic. Yeah. And so don't, please don't, don't sit there and try to manipulate it. It's unnecessary. Be you. People will love you for who you are. And if that person doesn't, they're not your person. Yep. And don't take the humanity out of your personality. We're all doing the best that we can. And that's all we can do. Yeah. So I hope this helps. I know it's a tough thing that most of us deal with pretty regularly. Yeah. To worry about what people think of us and to not be really scared of criticism. Because like we said, you can be the juiciest peach and somebody's still not going to like peaches. Amen. I'm pretty sure you don't like peaches, right? I don't mind them. Oh, I, so I was somebody else then. They're I don't like, like I coconut. Peaches. Oh, that's right. Ugh. And I love coconut. See, two people. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's because what was the thing that you said it was? Coconut. Oh, it's toasted coconut and anything reminds me of fingernail clippings. Yeah. You might as well be <laughs> chewing your nails off. And do you know how disgusting your nails are? It's disgusting. It is foul. <laughs> think of that next time you eat your little Girl Scout Samoa so cookie. No, everybody. Because I know Girl and- Scout cookies are on sale right now. That's what I think. People are like, mm, Samoas. I'm like, mm-mm. They're my favorite. Fingernail clippings. I will take my fingernail clippings and eat them with joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. One more thing before I let you go here. Were you interested in getting that man in the arena quote for yourself? The one that Jenna recited in this week's episode? If you were, you can purchase it on her website at bit.ly, B-I-T slash arena quote print. And this is straight from Jenna's print shop. So again, that is bit.ly slash arena quote print. And you too can have that amazing quote for inspiration in your home that you can reflect on every day. The link for the print is also in our show notes. So you can just go to the show notes, click that link, and it'll take you right to the print shop. Have a good one, guys. Thank you.